Welcome back to DC Cinematic Minute, the daily podcast in which we analyze Suicide Squad by each individual minute. My name is Mark. You can find me on all social media at Mark Meadows. And my name is Nathan. You can also find me on social media at No Clutch Nate. And I'm Rory M. Spence from the Dogcare Network. You can find me at uh, Rory M. Spence in most places. Cool. And today we're talking about minute number 98 of Suicide Squad, which is going to start with Harley Quinn getting her turn to yell at the group, uh, to yell at the squad, if you will. I feel like I'm supposed to say that. Instead uh, of group? <laughs> you're supposed to say squad as much as possible, right? That's know. the whole point of this movie. Um, and then uh, the minute's going to end with Rick Flagg entering the bar so that he can get yelled at by the squad. Um this performance by Margot Robbie uh, as Harley Quinn is, uh, you know, this, when I talk about my initial reaction and I say, hey, like, I think this bar scene is great and you've heard me talk about it so many times on this podcast already, but this, you know, the the Diablo moment and then the moment with Harley Quinn here uh, by Margot Robbie, and this was like, yes, this is the meat and potatoes of this film. This is like it. This is where you go. Like, this is good character writing. Like, they're, they're really performing their asses off. And um, this was that moment because, like, Margot's character is, is the her whole body is in this performance. And it's not just, it's not just Margot Robbie with hair and makeup and a New York accent and, and just saying things. This is, it's a character who's, she's actually angry. Um and not she's not being a psychiatrist she's not being harley quinn who's just you know this is a character who who does want these things as as we'll see later on in the film um the yelling at diablo like you know what did you think was going to happen like you think you're just going to like have a nice happy ending to your life and, and stuff like that this is stuff that harley quinn actually wants like harleen quinzel wants mm-hmm. this this reality and for her to say this is, is coming from her like her deep desire to have something like that and, mm-hmm. and, and coming to terms with that that's not that's not real that's a, that's a fan, fantasy and um, do you necessarily believe uh, do you think that she believes what she's saying absolutely she believes that this isn't real you can't have the car payments right yeah but still somewhere in her mind that is a want of hers like she she does want for that dream domesticated yeah. thing mm-hmm. but when she's yelling all these things about the squad like she you think she believes that yeah absolutely okay because there's another it's almost like a thing where you have to we talked about it on doom patrol yes. where you have to admit it to yourself like you have to what admit is your missing faults. nate what do you mean the context oh yeah oh, God. <laughs> yeah so the what's missing with this is the I don't know. I would say that what's missing is the context of Harley Quinn, but we know the context of Harley Quinn. Just think of the context of all these criminals. Yeah. What is the context that is missing from from the ability for them to have the happy ending life? They're bad guys. They do bad things to people. Yeah. That's how they live on. Mm-hmm. So. Um, but with 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 Boomerang's retort to her negativity, it's I'm on his side. Like I can. I can be put in that same chair that Boomerang is in right now, and you'd be damn sure I am having that exact line of dialogue if I were speaking to Harley Quinn. Yeah. That's a great line as well. That's one of my favorite lines in the film. It's Why amazing. It's a knife fight every time you open your mouth. Yeah. 
it's a, a fantastic performance, fantastic volume in his voice. He's he comes in like cutting her off when she's it. That feels like a real argument. I've had my fair yeah. share of arguments in my life and <laughs> with family members. Yes, and I am believing Jai Courtney's anger yeah. and his all of it. Especially because he's still obviously processing what we talked about in the last minute. He's still dealing with being told this horrific story. And he kind of just wants a quiet moment with his beer. And he's mm-hmm. not being allowed that. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. I think he's a good guy. I mean, yeah, he robs jewelry stores and stuff and takes out his partners and, and, and things. I can't speak to uh, security guards or innocent people that may be in his way. Don't know how he deals with them. And I'm okay not thinking about that. I like Captain Boomerang. I like Captain Boomerang a lot. And this line of dialogue and his reaction and his anger and all this stuff towards Harley Quinn, like it even more. Yeah, because I mean, because I do, I do want someone to to I want someone to yell at Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn, Harley Quinn, and not in like a demeaning way or anything. But I need someone to have a clapback for her clapbacks. Yeah, because you're you're dealing with someone. Uh, <sighs> It's it's weird to say because Margot Robbie Margot Robbie's Harley Quinn is like a twenty two year old psychiatrist. She's got a PhD and she's been a, a super criminal and, and mm-hmm. stuff like that. And so like this character is an is a very elevated position. Mm-hmm. Um, um, Captain Boomerang is character compared to the rest of the Suicide Squad is is he's just a thug. Like mm-hmm. he said it earlier in the film, and I think you can apply it to the rest of his character, but he's, you know, he says something he's like, yeah, he's just having a laugh, you know? Just, yeah. And that's what it all is to him. It's, it's just fun in games, but to some of these people, it's not that. Mm-hmm. And so when he's being hit with these hard hitting stories and stuff, he, because it's it, the fun and games are over now, he thinks that there, there could be redemption for, you know, someone like Diablo because, he doesn't want to believe that they are damned for the rest of their life. You know, mm-hmm. like it's all just for laughs. Like we're, can we all just like, you know, we can, you know, there's, there's a, there's just, we could turn this around, you know, like chin up kind of thing. Um, and, and Harley Quinn is, is, um, negative Nancy. It's throwing salt in the wound of Diablo. I mean, it's a pretty big wound and she's, pouring more salt Mm -hmm. right into it and and it upsets captain boomerang because he's this is not his wheelhouse this is not his thing like his thing is to rob banks yeah maybe kill a few of his comrades and 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 like that's just no honor among thieves kind of thing but this is like this is heavy duty doc and Mm -hmm. so like it's it's a big deal for him and he doesn't like it one bit his line to her where he says like you know outside you're amazing. And he does this whole, he checks her out and, and like, again, great performance by Jack Courtney, but then he's like, but inside you're ugly. And it's, it's a, it's a great delivery of a line. I think, you know, again, Jack Courtney as Captain Boomerang. I was, I personally was impressed and I, I don't see the, the negative. Um, Should the squad be like, is Captain Boomerang in the right? Should the squad be feeling sympathy for Diablo? <sighs> Or should they, or, or is it Honestly, like, I, hey, you messed up, you got to own up to it. Like, it, I can see both sides of that coin. Yeah, you guys are saying you guys really like Kevin Boomerang. I, I personally was on Team Harley Quinn. I was like, this is, is true. Like, normal, like, it's a weird line. I never caught it at first, but the normal is a setting on the dryer thing. Mm-hmm. It, I never caught that joke before until, like, later on when I rewatched it a couple times. Like, is she really saying normal is a setting on the dryer? But 
the the idea that like you would end up having a happy life and like you know taking your kids to soccer practice and and filling out car payments like she's right you don't go to that like not even um not even superheroes get to do that like unless they completely i mean they have the privilege to but well, yeah. once hmm? the problem with her saying this now though is that she's saying it to a guy who's just told the story about how he killed his wife and kids it's not like he doesn't know that now. Mm-hmm. He's well aware of this by this point. Mm-hmm. And she's, yeah. she is just rubbing salt into the wounds. Like, Yeah, no, it's a, it it's the wrong person to be yelling that to. You know, like, if anyone, Diablo knows that. And yeah. I think if anyone, she should be yelling that to, to like, Deadshot. Because yeah. Deadshot thinks he's going to do this job, go home to his kid, live a free life and stuff. Like, yeah. It's it's Deadshot who needs to hear something like that. Yeah, um, I think it. Sh- I think it should have been. Uh, it's different because well, Deadshot was presented with this side deal that they kept referring to with between him and Rick. And when they even beginning of the bar scene, they they make a mention to ask him about that deal, and then all of a sudden it just kind of goes away. You know, it seems like Deadshot should be the one getting this tough uh, scolding from Harley. Um, it just seems like it fits with his character more so than Diablo. Um, both great performances on on Harley and Jai Courtney. Um, amazing performances, I think. Um, but I do like Boomerang's stance more. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, they all have great performances. It's, it's nice seeing that. It's nice seeing these characters react without heavily relying on Deadshot. You know, to have Will Smith, your highest build actor to have an opinion in the conversation like Deadshot is there in the scene Mm -hmm. but what's nice is that it's not always dependent on him to drive a scene Mm -hmm. and so you have you're having a conversation with Captain Boomerang Harley Quinn and Diablo and Deadshot is not having a voice and I think it's important that they rotate those things out Mm -hmm. um even because Deadshot gets quite heavily featured coming up in the next minute or so yeah Mm -hmm. yeah um, so I think it is as 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 a full five minutes or ten minutes, however this long this bar scene is. Mm-hmm. I think it it touches on everything that it's supposed to. Yeah, it goes. The, it's it's evenly distributed with people's remorse, mistakes, and them having to live with it. Their opinions on each other. All of it is fleshed out. I believe in this bar scene, which is good mm-hmm. because after the bar scene. They start working like a squad, and it makes sense. Yeah. It sucks that it took 98 minutes or 100 <laughs> minutes to get here. Um, uh, yeah. But, but it's, it's here. This is what works from this movie. Even Killer Croc has a moment in this minute. And I, I, I said it when we first started the project, and I think a lot of people disagreed, but I had fallen in love with Killer Croc. The first time I'd seen this movie, you know, in this earlier, it's like, his quips are, they are quips, and, and but they're defining of who he is. And and it's, I guess it's the representation of his character that I came to love, but this was one of those moments where when he... <laughs> Thug Crocodile? Is that the characteristic you like? No, I... Thug Crocodile is I like his so acceptance of who he is. The name of my new punk band. Thug Crocodile? Mm-hmm. Um, but, um, 
what is it? Jai Courtney's boomerang says, you know, in outside you're amazing, but inside you're ugly. And, you know, Harley Quinn retorts that we all are. Um, except Kayla Croc, who's also ugly on the outside. And he has this moment and it's, it's kind of like a vacuum. Cause they're like, they take time to set up this quip where he pulls down his hood and he shows off his, his features and he says, I'm beautiful. Mm-hmm. And not me. I'm beautiful. Yeah. yeah. Not me, shorty. Yeah. <laughs> and just what I like about it is the whole representation of the character, like the voice, the makeup, the teeth and, and, and the line itself. Is that supposed to dictate that, um, killer croc is, is okay with his own self? He has to be. He's, yeah. he's come this far and, and like, do, is he really, mm, he's, is he the only one on this team that doesn't isn't bogged down by past mistakes or anything like that? He was just an outcast. Mm. So he's not more so he's not mad at himself where a lot of people on this squad seem to have inner demons where he's his demons are the world's view of him. Is that it? Like he he is okay with being Killer Croc. He thinks he's beautiful on the outside and on the inside. He accepts himself for what he is. That's what I'm drawing from this. I think Boomerang seems fairly okay with who he is. Yeah. But yeah, you're right. Yeah. But like Boomerang, maybe to a lesser degree. We don't get enough to know about that, but he is sort of fairly confident with who he is. Just that mm-hmm. he got caught is kind of his problem. Yeah. I'm sure it was to be expected. I'm, I'm saying like I, 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 Katana as well, but Katana. No, she has regrets and she has a thing bogging. She's her also, down. but she's also not a criminal or. Yeah. There's no bomb in her neck or anything. I don't know. No, like, but she's a vigilante. Yeah. Yeah. Why did she go in the bar um, with them? That's dude. We had this conversation. <laughs> like she, this conversation. she shouldn't have. Uh, she shouldn't have. Like she should. I mean, if she is supposed to be working closely with Rick Flag and like being his bodyguard or protector or yeah. whatever. She should have stayed with him and the rest yeah. of the team. I kinda of forgot she was there until I've just paused it in a moment where you can see everybody there when Rick Flag walks in. Mm-hmm. And she's just sitting at the end of the bar. It's very strange. The way that this yeah, the way that this this movie and maybe this version of the movie, the way that it rolls out, uh she is very forgettable mm-hmm. yeah. and she appears throughout the film and you go oh yeah you're oh yeah katana's here you're Great. still here yeah. there's no reason for you to be here at all you don't owe anyone anything and you're here it's it's one of those things so unless you want to spin it of her going into the bar of her keeping an eye on these yeah, criminals yeah that's that's, a, that's, that's a theory I think what, we came yeah, up I with that, yeah. that kind of makes sense yeah um but before she walks into the bar, she kind of gets, she's, everybody's walking away from Rick Flag, and she gives him a look like, you messed up, pal. I'm going yeah. to go take a load off. But it's, it should have just been like, look back at him and then quickly follow suit with the team. Like, yeah. oh, I got to go, I got to go keep an eye. Okay. Yeah, because Rick Flag also has his other, like, there's a whole other, there's GQ, which is Scott Eastwood's character, and, and the other soldiers that are still there. Um, I heard, um, I was listening to another podcast and I can't remember what it was. And it was, I think it was a movie podcast or whatever. And they were talking about actors and stuff like that. And there, there was an actor with the name of GQ. What do you mean? Real guy. His real name was GQ. In comic books? Um, In this movie? 
No, 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 not in this movie at all. It was in something completely different. But I just remember hearing someone talk about, it and they 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 found the actor. It was like, oh, it's GQ, whatever. And like, I had to pause, and I was like, this guy's real name is GQ. I thought oh. that was uh, only in this stupid movie. I think it's a nick. I thought I'm pretty sure it's a nickname yeah. for this guy's character because of how beautiful That's what he I looks. Yeah, so, yeah. I don't think it was his real name. Yeah, I thought someone called him GQ as a joke. I didn't realize that was what his name was. Yeah, even, his nickname. So somebody just called him. Yeah, out it's a reference to the magazine, like yeah. GQ magazine. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think there's like a. Oh no 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 no! Yeah, so his check it out. It's the dude from Drumline. Um, you saw Drumline? <laughs> yes. So you remember Nick Cannon's white guy friend that was playing the snare or sure. playing bass drum? That's him. And his, his name, name is G- Gregory Javid Quayum. I'm okay. So butchered his a- name. Acronym. Yeah. Yeah, but he's uh, he's from Pakistan, and his his acting name is GQ. It's a good name to have. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, there's all the soldiers that are with Rick Flax. So technically, he's not alone when he's left outside in the rain. It was because it was from the movie uh, On the Line, that in sync teeny popper movie. I don't know what you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, don't worry about it. <laughs> um, For the two people that know what that movie is, I'm sure they were like, yes! <laughs> but um, yeah, like Katana, she didn't, she could have stayed with, with Rick Flag and the team outside in the rain and. You know, just let the Suicide Squad do what do whatever they want. Um, but it could be. I think the, the watchdog mentality is is probably more plausible. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Makes more sense. Um, but yeah, um, Rick Flag. <laughs> Rick Flag enters the bar after they have their their moment, and it, I'm gonna be honest. It looks like he was out there crying for a bit. <laughs> yeah, I can see that. Yeah. Um, Maybe he was. It's okay. Yeah, it could be. No one's going to see you crying in the rain. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but, uh, yeah, so, what is it? I think it just, it, it comes in. He's not He's not dripping wet, so he obviously had time to, to shake off uh, the rainwater off of him. Um, but yeah, he walks in and Harley just kind of, they all grow, grow silent and look at him and say, we don't want you here. Yeah. Uh, you know? Yeah. Which is, again, that brings, it's like at a lunch table. It, again, it Harley. brings, it brings back that vibe of walking into that, that central city bar where all the criminals are in and, and stuff like that. Like it, it, it is their bar now. Mm-hmm. And so they're, they do this thing and, um, I think it should be a real thing in in this DC cinematic universe where they do have a bar like this, like, and and the criminals show up and like like make that ha- actually happen because I think it's it's great and and that's the vibe that it sets up is that they own this bar and 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 Rick Flag who is not a criminal is walking into this bar, um, you know outside of the circumstances like this is an abandoned city and it's not actually their bar like forget that part but it's the idea, the concept. Don't, 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 don't put a halo over Rick Flagg so fast. I still think that he is in some form of criminal. If it's a war criminal, so be it, but I still think he is on well, the yeah, same Yeah, but they know. don't see him as that. Yeah, they, they don't, don't see him as a peer because he was pulling their strings uh, at the beginning of this, but then in turn, Waller's pulling his strings. I just feel like there should have been a more defining moment where it's like, hey man, we're upset with you, we're pissed off at you for doing all these things, but listen... We get it. You are just in the thick of it as we are, um, and I don't. Th- I don't necessarily think it should have been that easily resolved, but it should have at least been brought to their attention. 
Does it? Is that a thing that I'm just well, missing out? I, we, guys, I haven't seen this movie in so long, so I, I don't know what happens tomorrow night. or yeah, next I week. Think, um, Deadshot kind of realizes at one point, but I don't know if anybody else kind of does. Hmm. It's, um. I mean, I'm trying to think here, because, like, <laughs> this is because, like, it's their bar and, like, they're they have that whole like this is honor among thieves type bar and and um they all feel like they've been put down by the man you know like the government and and Rick Flag <laughs> is that representation of the man you know kind of thing yeah and like that's why at first they're like you know they're hesitant like we don't want you here but as we look forward we might see that he he himself is also um like they share common disdain for the system. Mm-hmm. And I think that might help um, brand things over. Um, I'm hoping it's not just, Hey, pity me. Cause my goth girlfriend is now an evil enchantress thing, but uh, we'll have to watch tomorrow's minute and find out. Um, but we're going to go ahead and wrap up for today. Um, if you enjoyed everything you heard, you can find us on all social media at DCEU Minute and the Facebook group, the DC Cinematic Minute Listener Society, where you can chat with us about Suicide Squad Minute, Man of Steel Minute, or Dawn of Justice Minute, where we have over 400 episodes of content that you can listen to and talk with us there. And we'll catch you guys tomorrow for minute number 99 of Suicide Squad. <laughs>